Awesome. Yeah, awesome opportunity that we have to be a part of that awesome ministry and so grateful uh, for the Stones and their work here and then now being able to do that across uh, two nations, really, and across the world. So grateful for that and uh, pray for them as they continue to travel. I know Ruthie's speaking out as well and um, so she's the better of the two speakers, as always, as my wife would be a better speaker than I, but fortunately the Bible has stuff to say about that, so... <laughs> All right, so let's go to Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you so much for how you work in our midst. Thank you so much for working here at Bible Baptist. Thank you so much for working and bearing precious seed. Father, it is amazing to see all of the work that you've done and the amount of people that are getting saved and coming to know you as personal Savior because of it. Father, we're so grateful for the vision and for the opportunity to have this ministry here at our church, and we pray you just continue to bless and now help us as we help the states and uh, do some things there. I pray your will be done in that way as well. Father, I pray you be with us as we study your word. Help us to rightly divide it. And I pray your will be accomplished in it. We love you and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In June of this year, I used three, three weeks to discuss the biblical role of deacons. How many of you remember that? All right, we got like 10 of you. Great. <laughs> Okay, this is important, okay, so you'll, hopefully you'll understand why this is important as we go through it, but uh, in talking to some people and asking if uh, they understood, there were still some questions about it, and again, uh, I think what we're trying to do is maybe change a little bit of, of what has been done, and it is just our intention to remain as biblical as possible, okay, so that's, that's my goal, that's how I'm walking through this. And uh, hopefully, if you have any questions, I'm, I mean this with all sincerity, if you have any questions about this, I would love to talk to you about it um, and in greater detail. I can send you all my notes that I have on it. I can send you pretty much anything that you want on this subject. So uh, hopefully, you'll um, understand it better after today as well. So it is our plan uh, in January to vote in someone into the office of the deacon here at Bible Baptist, okay? So the goal is January 7th on a Sunday morning, we will have that vote, okay? Because there has been some confusion around the term deacon, I want to take this time in this afternoon service to reiterate what the biblical role of the deacon is and what the biblical role of the deacon is not, okay? Those two, I think, are extremely important, okay? So this will be a change, again, as I said, for some of you, for others, it'll just be a repeat. But the initial spot that we see deacons is in Acts chapter 6. This is the initial spot, and funny enough, you don't actually see the term deacon in this chapter, but this is their function, this is their role. Look with me in Acts chapter 6, verse 1. The Bible says this, And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. So again, Basically, there's this massive problem, and again, oftentimes we look at this as a problem of the widows are not being taken care of. Truthfully, that was just the, um, the manifestation of the problem. Okay, the problem was actually church unity. That's the problem. The problem was church unity, and if this problem was not taken care of properly, church unity would, go, uh, would split. Okay, verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, 
It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now, what do we see as the role of deacons in this passage? Okay, let's establish what it is to be uh, in the apostles' role here first. The apostles say, It is not meet that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Okay, could the apostles have left the word of God and served tables? Did they have that ability? Yes, absolutely. It's not overly difficult or taxing or brain surgeon work to serve tables. It's really not. Okay? So they had the ability, but notice that word, it is not meat. Okay? It is not reason that we should leave. So it's reason, excuse me, it's not reason that we should leave the word of God. It doesn't make sense. Okay? It doesn't make sense that we should leave the word of God. There ought to be people in the church who are spending time and a great deal of time in the word of God. Okay? That is important. Okay, again, unity of the church. We, we walked through many different passages in this, in the, and Satan is trying to get in and water down the truth. And so it is important, it is imperative that people spend time in the Word of God. In this case, it's the apostles. And we'll see that in, in another case, it's the pastors, the people who are preaching in this case. So the deacons were doing what? They were taking care of the physical aspects of the church. Okay? There was a physical need. The physical need was somebody needed to serve the widows and serve them and make sure they were taken care of and make sure their needs were being met. That was the point. There was an obvious hole in the daily ministration. There was an obvious hole in the daily ministration. Let me say that one more time. There was an obvious hole in the daily ministration. If you ask me, what are the holes in the daily ministration at Bible Baptist Church, I got a list, okay? The problem is most of you don't know about them, so it's not that obvious, but there comes a point when there are obvious holes in the daily ministration, okay? In this case, it was the widows. It was a hole that needed to be filled. Could it have been filled by the apostles or the pastors? Yes or no. It could have, but it was not the best. The apostles were to give themselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now, was this a sign of weakness in the apostles? Okay, my first initial reaction is yes, because I like to be able to tell everybody that I can do anything, right? But the reality is, once you try to do everything for a certain amount of time, you begin to realize that you can't do everything. So was this a sign of weakness? No. This was actually not a sign of weakness in the church. The apostles could have easily put a band-aid on the problem and fulfilled a short-term solution. Instead, the unity of the church was at stake. Okay, Again, if you think about Pastor Holland and I doing all everything that ever needed to be done, would everything get done? No. There would be some obvious holes, and what would happen is the unity of the church would begin to spread apart. They viewed this as so important that they needed seven extremely qualified men to take this serious job. So this was not a sign of weakness. This was a sign of strength in the church. The fact that there were seven men full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom, 
in the church, it was a sign of strength. Okay, so from this passage, we see at the very beginning that deacons are, here they are, write this down, deacons are servants. Simple. Plain, three words, deacons are servants. The word deacon means servant. That's it. Deacon means servant. A deacon is an incredibly powerful servant. Servant. Using his talents, his abilities to fulfill God's purpose for his life and simply serve. That's it. One author put it this way. The loftiness of the office is seen in, number one, the character of the individuals required to fill it. Okay? If this is a worthless job, anybody could do it. Right? If this was not an important job, any, anyone could do it. We could just pull somebody off the street and bring them in and let them do it. But the Bible says this is so important that we need men full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom. This is important. Number two, it's the fact that this facilitates the ministry of the word and prayer. This position is so important that it enables the ministry of the word and prayer to continue as it should. Okay? If we believe here at Bible Baptist Church that the most important time of any service is the preaching time. And so that is the time that we put our, that is what we put our time, what we put our effort into. Do people spend a lot of time preparing songs and music? Yes. But there needs to be a great deal of time put into the daily, the ministry of the word. And number three, the unifying and strengthening effect it has on the whole church. So this is not just a little minute detail. This is important. Deacons are an incredibly part, oh my word. Deacons are an incredibly important part of the fabric of the church. As such, they have some pretty important prerequisites to be that position. What are they? Well, we read here in Acts chapter 6, notice, look ye out among you seven men of honest report. So number one, they are of honest report. They are of honest report. The deacons are men, as Mr. Vine put it, well reported of. Well reported of. 1 Timothy 3 and verse 10 tells us that they must be blameless. Okay, So when you throw a blame at them, it doesn't stick. They're of good report, they're of honest report, they're well reported. So if we can put it this way, they have a good reputation. They have a good reputation. They are not hitting, there are not hidden things in the closets of their lives. The people in the broader community speak highly of them. Okay, so um, you, the, your neighbors, right? Like, what do your neighbors say about you? Okay, that's actually a scary thought, isn't it? Um, what do your neighbors say about you? But in the broader community, they are respected, they are respectable. Now, why would this be important? Why would of honest report be important to just a servant? Well, here's why. A servant needs to be trusted. A servant needs to be trusted. Consider Matthew 24, 45. Think about this. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Okay, because of the actual responsibility of the role, they must be of good report. They must be of honest report. We need to be able to trust them. Some of you are in business and maybe you have people who work underneath you. Isn't it nice to know that you trust somebody? Isn't it nice to know that when you give them a job to do that they will just do it? 
Isn't it nice to know that if they were going to serve a widow, they wouldn't take advantage of that widow? This is why they need to be of honest report. Number two, they are spiritual. Notice in verse three, seven men full of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost. They are spiritual. Deacons should be full of the Holy Ghost. They should be obviously walking with the Lord. They are not fulfilling the lust of their flesh. They are overcoming their flesh on a daily basis. They are having victory with the Lord. Again, why is this important? Because the deacons are going to be serving all kinds of people, not just really, really nice ones who always give you a big tip at the end of the day. We like those people, don't we? I'll serve you if you give me a big tip at the end of the day. Okay? You're going to serve, a deacon will serve people who this is their tip. Don't brush your teeth with a brick. It's a good tip, actually. Don't do that. I know that was dumb. I'm sorry. That was stupid. But hear me. You're going to serve people that don't return the favor. Deacons are servants, so they need to be spiritual. Mark chapter 10. Verse 45, for even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and watch this, and to give his life a ransom for many. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Listen, I think all of us ought to take a lesson from this, and this deaconship is not something that you're looking to receive something from, but you're simply looking to lay down your life in service to the people that God has called you to. Number three, they are full of wisdom. Full of wisdom. Notice again, verse three. Look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. The apostles never described how the job should be done. They didn't give them a three-step formula as to how they were to serve the, the, the widows. They never did. They just said, here's the job, go do it. They simply gave them an opportunity to serve and then said, handle it. This is not just taking care of known problems, but also identifying and handling potential other problems. I thought this was interesting. I'm reading a book currently, and it's on, on military one of the things that they do is the generals will say, this is the target. This is what we're going to hit. And then the guys who are actually going to hit the target, they say, you guys figure out how you're going to hit it. They give them the wisdom to do what they need to do. They give them the liberty to do what they need to do. Again, in business, if you micromanage every single person that is under you, how many people are you going to be able to handle? Very few, if not, even, if not zero. Because okay, you can't be with them all the time. So listen, this is why this is important. You must have men full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom. They have to be able to think. <laughs> they have to be able to make wise decisions. Again, this is not just somebody who is good at problem solving. A deacon needs to be full of wisdom. So that he will be able to handle problems in order to safeguard the unity of the church. That is what a deacon is. And what a deacon should always be. But let's ask this question. What is the biblical role of the deacon? What is it not? 
Because, again, sometimes we can give our own thoughts to a passage of Scripture and give our own thoughts as to what we think a deacon should be. What is a deacon not? Number one, a deacon is not a power trip position. Okay? This, I, I mean this with all sincerity. Somehow, we as human beings, when we hit a title, we think, ah, oh, I've got power now. Okay, wrong. A deacon is not a power trip position. Deacons are not in a position to gain power over the people. As already stated, a deacon is a servant. Servants do not have power over people. Servants are there to serve. They're there to humble themselves. Mark 10, 42. Jesus called them to him and saith unto them, Ye know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. So we are not looking for people or men that are in a power trip hungry position. We're looking for people who are servants who serve in the background, who don't need to be up front, that just want to serve. Number two, this was a big one, they are not a check and balance on a pastor. Okay, they are not a check and balance on a pastor. Now we'll talk about accountability about a pastor on another day, but let's make this very clear. They are not a check and balance on the pastor. A deacon is not an accountability head. A deacon is a servant. A deacon is a servant. A person with the attitude of, I'm going to check up on the pastor, often develops a quarrelsome spirit, looking for ways to oppose the pastor, just so I can keep him accountable. Pastor Stone used to tell a story of one guy in the church, I don't think he was a deacon, but one guy in the church that no matter what, he would just vote no on. And the reason for that was, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but he wanted anybody else who was voting no to feel comfortable with voting no. What? We don't want that spirit in this church, and we certainly don't want that spirit in a deacon. This is not the heartbeat of a deacon. A deacon is there to serve in any way he is needed. He is ready, willing, and able to serve. So he's not a check and balance on a pastor. Number three, he is not a liaison between pastor and people. Okay? In Canadian politics, there is not one opportunity that you or I are going to have a sit-down coffee conversation with the Prime Minister of Canada. Probably not going to happen. Okay? But here's the reality. You know what we have? We have MPs. And you know what? I've had coffee with our MP. I've had lunch with our MP. You know what? I get the opportunity to sit down with her and talk to her. Hey, that's Canadian politics. Listen, just in case you're wondering, the church is not Canadian politics. Okay? It's not. And so there is no liaison between pastor and people. Often people will go to a deacon to express a concern instead of coming directly to the person in whom they have the concern. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee 
and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Let me be extremely clear here. Anything we do besides going to the person directly is called gossip. Okay? Gossip is extremely, extremely unbiblical. It is a sin. Okay, so let's make that very clear. Again, let's be understanding. Why is the deacon not a liaison between pastor and people? Because the deacon is just a servant. Just a servant. And not just in a demeaning way, but in the way that that's it. A servant. Number four. A deacon is not a governing board. Okay, you will, you will not hear from my lips you will not hear the board of deacons. You will never hear that. Okay? That is not what deacons are. Deacons are servants. They are not directors who sit above the people. They are servants who serve among and with the people. Okay? We're not, well, I'm on the board. I'm on the board at the school, and that's literally how I feel sometimes. Like, I don't feel useful in the day-to-day operations of my kids' school. I really don't. But you know what? I'm making decisions for the school. I'm on the board. That's not a deacon. A deacon is in every single day working hard for the needs of the church. They are not making big directional decisions for the church. They are making practical decisions to fulfill the physical needs of the church. Because they are not a governing board, there will be no terms. So we're not voting in a deacon for two years, and then we vote in another deacon. That's not the way this works. They're voted in to fulfill a purpose. Now, maybe when that purpose is done, maybe when all the widows are dead, then we won't have any more deacon in that particular area. There are no terms. There is no limit there's, excuse me, there is no time limit on being a servant. Let me say that one more time. There is no time limit on being a servant. None. Now I want you to understand this. If we get this wrong, if we get deacons wrong, we can be in really, really big trouble. One author put it this way. Deacons wrongly deployed can half a ministry. But deacons rightly deployed can double it. Think about that. Deacons wrongly deployed can half a ministry, but deacons rightly deployed can double it. And I would say that anybody who's been in church for a fair amount of time has seen both of these things happen, where deacons got power hungry and they took over a church and split the church, or where deacons have served and that's all they've done and they've just given their lives to serving and they've doubled it. Well, if that is the case, if if we can run into this problem... The question is, why is it so important to have deacons anyway? Pastor Jones, why are you making such a big deal about this? Best way I can say it is the way another author said it. His name's Matt Smethurst. He says this. Deacons are crucial enough for God to carve out an official position for select members. Recognized as model servants to mobilize practical service in creative ways. I didn't come up with this model. God did. It's written in our Bible. It's written for a purpose. I believe this with all my heart. Bible Baptist Church needs deacons to care for the physical aspects of the church. Let me ask you this question. 
would you rather me study the Word of God or run to Costco three times a week? What would you rather me do? Would you rather Pastor Holland study the Word of God and pray or make sure we have all the supplies for the car wash that's coming up? You see, we need. This is not a should we. This is a need. This is a need that we have to take care of the physical aspects of the church. So, our first deacon that we will vote in um, on January 7th will be the deacon of maintenance. Okay? Did you catch that? Deacon of maintenance. So, I want everybody to tell me what his job is. Maintenance. <laughs> Woohoo! That's it. Maintenance. So, you know what? He's going to go around, he's going to look around this building and see flaws in the building and fix them. That's it. You know what I don't do well? Fix stuff. You know what I do really well? Break stuff. You don't want me to be fixing stuff around here. And also, you probably don't want me spending hours a week calling people to come in to fix things. Okay, so we need a deacon of maintenance, okay? That person that we would like to vote in to that office is Mr. Andrew Taylor, okay? Andrew Taylor. Andrew has proven himself to be spiritual. He's proven himself to be wise. He's proven himself to be honest, and he's proven himself to be a servant. Many times already have I called him and said, hey, could you do this for me? Absolutely. No problem. There is a door stopper on that back door today, not because of me or not because of anybody else in this church, but because of Andrew, okay? Little things. He, he does not want me to say this, okay? This is not the goal. I'm just trying to tell you that the Bible tells us that there ought to be a time of proving. And between myself, Pastor Holland, and our current directors, they all say that this is a good position for Andrew, he has graciously offered to serve in this capacity as the deacon of maintenance. That's it. So on January 7th, we're going to vote simple yes or no on Andrew Taylor. By the way, I believe this is important. His wife and his family ought to be on board with this. And I've already told him, if your wife is not on board, I do not want you because I don't want to deal with your wife. <laughs> Jokingly, I, I did say that. But the reality is, this is not just him. This is going to take time from his family. This is going to do, they've served together here in this place. And so, this is just the first, okay? This is just the first. We will be voting in servants, I hope, for the rest of the life of Bible Baptist Church. Because Bible Baptist Church needs to be a church that serves, that serves. That just, you know what, whenever there's an issue, whenever there's a problem, whenever something comes up, we will serve. We will serve. And by the way, this is for the office of the deacon. The Bible tells us that all of us should be servants. All of us should be servants in some way, shape, or form. I hope this helps you a little bit. I hope this clears a few things up. We will talk about a whole lot of other things. We can talk about church polity. We can talk about all kinds of different things. If you want, I would love to. Um, but the reality is for this purpose, that is what deacons are. That is the biblical role of deacons, and that is what deacons are not. 
And I want to make that very clear. All right? If there's any questions, please, please, please come ask me. Love to answer them. Love to spend some time with you. All right? Let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity. Father, I pray that we would be as biblical as we possibly can be. I pray that you would walk, help us to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of our flesh. Father, that we would do your will each and every single day and that your will would be accomplished. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Father, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.